Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Faith Talks podcast. My name is Deborah, for those of you who don't know that, and I am a faith-based content creator. So I make content sharing all about my journey with God to encourage you on your journey with Him. And that is what Faith Talks is all about. So welcome to the podcast. I hope that you've had a very good weekend. And if not, if you've had a tough one, then I pray that Jesus will be with you throughout this week, that He will take your hand and be your comfort because that's what he is. He is our comfort. He's our provider. We can always call on Jesus for help. He's right there with us. So in this week's Faith Talks episode, I want to speak about a phrase that we use and that phrase is, but everybody's doing it. And the reason that I want to speak about this phrase is because we use this phrase in two different ways. First of all, we use this phrase to allow ourselves to do things that we should not be doing when it comes to drinking, when it comes to sleeping around, but everybody's doing it. So what's the harm in it? Everybody's doing it anyways. Second of all, we use this phrase to disqualify ourselves and excuse ourselves out of things that God has called us to. When it comes to writing the book, starting the podcast, starting the business, we say, but everybody's doing it. But everybody's already already writing books. Everybody's starting podcasts. So what's the point in me even starting? So this phrase is so loaded in two completely different ways. And I want to speak about these things today and how we need to take this out of our vocabulary because we don't need it. Either way, we do not need it. So let's first speak about when we use this phrase to allow ourselves to do things that we're not supposed to do. And I have used this phrase too when it came to being in university and feeling like I was left out from everybody that was drinking and partying and doing all of these things. At one point I gave in because I was like, well, everybody's doing it. What's the harm in it? If everyone is doing it and if it's fine, then what's the problem? I want to start off by reading a Bible verse to you. And this one is found in John 15 verse 18. There it reads, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. The thing with this phrase, but everybody's doing it, is that we don't want to feel left out. When you are standing for the things that God wants you to stand for. You are going to look different. It's going to be different when you're not going to go out partying every weekend with your friends or with the people that you go to uni with or with the work colleagues. You're going to feel different and none of us want to feel like outsiders. None of us want to feel left out. But this verse in John reminds us that we have been called aside though. You have been called by the creator of the universe. You have been set aside Jesus is saying the world as the world has hated me it's going to hate you as well because you belong to Jesus when Jesus walked the earth there were so many people against him he did not fit in anywhere so many amazing prophets in the Bible did not fit in but that is what standing for God is about you do not belong to the world and what a joy it is that you don't belong to the world so actually when you feel like you don't fit in that's a good thing because that shows that you're chosen out of it. I know from my own experience that it is hard to continue to stand for what we need to stand for as believers. Remember that this life here on earth is not all there is. When we give in to things of the world, we completely forget everything that is to come later. Our mindset becomes very short-sighted because we want to fit in here. 
but this is only a fraction of what's to come. Wouldn't you rather fit in with God and his people for all of eternity that's still to come or fit in for the split second that you're going to be here on earth and that is not going to lead to anything? And the Bible verse that I want to read to accompany this is found in Matthew 7 verse 13 to 14. There it reads, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So this is what I'm saying, that the thing that everybody's doing in the world that seems like it's the normal thing to do is actually the road to destruction because it's very short-sighted it focuses on our life over here which we all know is over like this you're stepping into the wide gate the wide and broad road that leads to destruction but god has called us to the narrow gate and that is not easy because that means that you're gonna have to leave a whole bunch of things behind you cannot walk into the narrow gate with a backpack full of stuff full of alcohol full of partying full of people who don't even like you opinions of people you're not going to fit through the narrow gate jesus is saying he calls us to leave all these things behind to be set aside to be different what a joy it is and i think it's comforting to know that you're in good company all of us believers are in this together jesus was an outsider he was not accepted by so many people that he encountered john was a strange guy Paul, Elijah, all of these prophets were set aside. They were very much isolated in some way because of the way that they chose to live. Another verse that I want to read to you is found in Romans 12 verse 2. There it reads, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. The things that seem so normal are exactly the things that God wants to protect us from. What I did not understand for so long is that everything that other people are doing and that the Bible tells us to run away from, being drunk, sleeping around with people, these things have been set in place by God to protect you. They are there to protect you. And I know that it might seem like everybody around you is doing these things and living their best lives. But I can guarantee you that these people are so empty and it's a road to destruction. When I fell into these patterns of being drunk and going partying all the time and giving my attention to guys who should have never had it, you become encaged by your sin because you're going to want to do it again. You're going to have to party again. You're going to want to be drunk again because reality, being sober, isn't good enough anymore. You're going to want more attention. You're going to want to go chase this person. You're now going to want to give yourself to this person. You get so entrapped by it and it's really hard to get out of it again because you've awakened something within you. You've stepped outside of God's design for your life and you're now entangled by it. And I see it in so many people's lives around me who are just, addicted they constantly need to be sleeping with people they constantly need this they they're literally slaves to their sin and we're called to be free jesus has done what he's done on the cross for us so we can live free lives if we go back to being entangled by our sin it can feel freeing oh i can do whatever i want i can drink i can go out this time i can sleep with this person you're gonna think you're free but you're actually not and take it from somebody who's been through it i've had to walk that road a very long and painful one it was a painful one because i decided that 
I want to fit in. Everybody's doing it. I don't want to be an outsider anymore. I've had enough of it. But please know that using this phrase, but everybody's doing it to allow yourself to do things that God has said are not good for you. It's only leading to destruction. You're not going to find anything there. And I really pray that this will be imprinted on your heart and that you will see my urgency and my compassion towards you in telling you this. You belong to the Lord. You don't belong to this world. And it's that quote that says, uh, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. This is not your home. This place is not your home. So why would you get comfortable here? Why would you make your bed here when this world and everything in it only leads to destruction so yeah that's the first way that we use that phrase but everybody's doing it to allow ourselves to do things that god wants to protect us from and second of all let's now speak about when we use this phrase to excuse us from everything that god has called us to when he says go start that business go do this thing in your community go start this family go start this church go out to this country go do start this book whatever it is that he's calling you to and we say but everybody's already doing it. How how am I ever going to shine through? The Bible book that the Holy Spirit instantly led me to was Esther. The Bible book of Esther, just in like a short summary, is all about how there was a king and his queen disobeyed him to make sure that he was a good example and that other households, their wives wouldn't rebel against the husband. He had to find another wife. So he set up this beauty pageant basically to find his wife. And Esther was one of the many women that was a part of this beauty pageant, if you will. And if we look at Esther 2 verse 3, there it reads, let the king appoint commissioners in every province of this realm to bring all these beautiful young women into the harem at the citadel of Susa. I did some research and it said that there was around 300 women. I mean, probably even more. There were so many women and Esther was one of them. How was she going to stand out? Imagine when her uncle Mordecai came to her speaking about this opportunity. If she said, oh, but there's going to be so many girls participating. Everybody's doing it. There is no way that I'm going to stand out. She would have already disqualified herself before even giving God a chance to place his favor upon her life. And that is the thing, right? It is favor. If we look at Esther 2 verse 17, while this beauty pageant was going on, these women were being pampered for months and months and months. And then they got to go in front of the king, every single one of them to present themselves for the king and to have that hope of like, oh, I hope that he will choose me. And in verse 17, it says, now the king was attracted to Esther more than any of the other women. And she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. And that is it right there. The favor of the Lord, the favor of God. You can step into a room of a thousand people who all have written the exact same book as you, which is not going to happen because God has made us all individually. And I'll come back to that later. But let's say you would step into a room and every single person has written the exact same book as you, word for word. When the favor of the Lord is upon you, you can step out and you're going to stand out with the same words, with the same book, the same cover, the same title something that you cannot place your finger on and that you cannot take credit for because you're the same as everybody else, 
something upon your life will set you apart. And that is the favor of the Lord right there. When God's favor is on you, it does not matter that everybody's already started a podcast, that everybody started a YouTube channel. I mean, look at this. To me, I'm, I'm like that everybody's already doing it. But the favor of God has been upon this channel. And therefore, I cannot take credit. I cannot say, oh, it's because of my wisdom. No, without the Lord, I have nothing. It's him working through me. I'm just a vessel. But his favor, he has allowed his favor to be upon this channel and that's what God wants to provide for you also his favor when he calls you to something draw near to the Lord and pray for his favor upon whatever it is that he's calling you into and like what I said before God has made you individual there is your mind doesn't work like anybody else's mind your podcast is not going to be the same as any other podcast on this world. Yes, there might be a lot of podcasts out there, but yours is going to be different. Your business in media or whatever it is, is going to be different. Yes, there's a lot of media businesses out there, but yours is going to stand out because God has placed something on the inside of you that nobody else has. The way that you will deliver words is not the way that anybody else can deliver words because there's only one you. God has created one you and that's it. You need to know that there is space for you. Whatever industry you want to step into, no matter how saturated it looks, there is space for you and God goes before you. So his favor will part the way. If you use this phrase, but everybody's already doing it to disqualify yourself from the things that God is calling you to, then you're basically saying that you don't believe that God can make things happen for you. We serve a supernatural God. He can open doors that no man can shut. He can make this happen. His favor on your life will be unexplainable and does that mean that when you give something a try and it doesn't have the results that you thought it would that God's favor is not upon it not at all everything in our lives is being used together for good and I've mentioned my pursuit in my music career a few times and I'll use it as an example in this also I've always wanted to be a music artist that has been my main goal in life my main pursuit and I thought that was my end goal, but I did not realize that God was using it as a vehicle to get me somewhere else. And again, I've spoken about this before. If it was not for music, my heavy pursuit for music, I would not be in London. I would not have met certain people. I would not have followed certain opportunities that have landed me exactly to where I am today. Our lives are like staircases. You cannot get to the top of the staircase in one step. You have to take all the steps in between. Whatever step is right in front of you right now, started for me at the time that was the music career and I've said this before as well right now at this moment I don't know what God wants me to do with that but for right now I've set it on the back burner that doesn't mean I'll never do anything with music again but God has opened other doors for me so for me my music career was very clear a few steps that have brought me to where I am right now if it wasn't for my pursuit for music I would not be here right now and I think that that's why so many of us are scared to take the steps that God is calling us to take because we're scared of failure that it's not going to work out this way first of all if you're already scared before you're going to start then you're not even giving God a chance and second of all what's the worst that can happen for me my music career I did the degree and I have a huge debt because of studying that course but I can see that that was necessary to get me here do I see it as a waste no it's all a part of the journey and I'm not saying to take out loans and to have debts but I'm saying that nothing will go to waste even if this thing that you're thinking about right now this business is not the end goal then it's a step towards somewhere else sometimes we're so scared of failure that we don't take a step at all you're gonna stand still your whole life if you don't take any risks and our father 
God is a God of adventure. He's a God of risks. He's a God of exciting things. How are you going to get excitement without that little bit of like, oh, what's going to happen? God has so many amazing things in store for you. And even those paths that maybe didn't lead to the music career or didn't lead to the bestseller book or didn't lead to that successful business, they're going to lead to something else. If you do not publish this book, you might not meet certain people in, in the publisher's office, whatever. And those Those people are then going to be connections to you starting a business in media. Like God rolls everything over into each other. And you have to trust that. Know that he has a plan. Know that he's good. And please do not disqualify yourself by using that phrase. But everybody's doing it. So everybody might be doing it, but you're not doing it yet. So there's space for you. I don't see how there's not space for you. You are an individual. You are different. You are an Esther in this situation. God's favor upon your life is what's going to separate you. It's not you being special, but it's God within you, making sure that you stand out in crowded rooms in Jesus' mighty name. So I really pray that this has been a blessing to you and that we can learn to stop using this phrase completely. Take it out of your vocabulary, but everybody's doing it to allow yourself to be doing all these things that are harmful for you uh -uh. using that phrase to speak yourself out of everything that God has called you to no we are saying no to these things God has called us into so much he has set us apart for a reason that narrow gate is the one that we want to walk through as believers and know that the Lord is with you you are not alone in this may his favor be upon you he goes before you behind you beside you he's all around you I've said that many times before so yeah thank you so much for tuning into this week's faith talks episode and I will be back very very soon maybe this time that's what I get